Hey everyone, welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. On today's show, got a special guest, George Foster, former Georgia Bulldog, Bronco, but more importantly, Detroit Lion. He has an opinion about Kirk Cousins and who would he take, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? You're going to want to tune in for that, but also the man Kirk Cousins. He's got a possible 2,000-yard MVP coming up, 2,000-yard receiver, but is he MVP or was that a Freudian slip? Coming up next. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ron Johnson Show and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. Today's show is loaded. We got George Foster, as I said. We got a special guest. Make sure you stick around. I'll tell you. Spice Adams, you're not going to want to miss this. Spice Adams is going to surprise George Foster later today. You don't want to miss that because he is a jerk. But we have to talk about Justin Jefferson. He's close to 2,000 yards as well as Tyreek Hill. I posed a question uh, a number of ways. If Tyreek Hill were to get 2,000 yards, if Justin Jefferson gets 2,000 yards, does that water it down? If Justin Jefferson gets 2,000 yards or Tyreek Hill gets more, should Tyreek Hill be the MVP? Is Justin Jefferson the MVP? Or is it just going to go to Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts? Because those are the two uh, those are the two front runners right now. Can a receiver do enough to get MVP? Hasn't happened. Only, I think, 18 non-quarterback MVPs. I think two or three were defensive guys. Um, the MVP has always been a quarterback race. It's been an offensive-driven Lee Cooper Cup couldn't get it. He had 19,000 yards or 1,900 yards. It's tough. Jerry Rice never won MVP. Randy Moss never won MVP. Terrell Owens never won MVP. Can Justin Jefferson finally win MVP? But before we get to that conversation, remember, you can now find Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app to get all your favorite shows, you'll get all of our videos. It's right there on your screen. Just search, go to your Roku, search apps, add app, type in Locked In Sports Minnesota, and you'll find it. Well, as I bring my producer in, Sam Ekstrom, Sam, we got to talk about it. Two thousand yards now. It's back in. It was out of. It was. It was a little bit far. We're like, ah, that 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 forty something yards. Even though he got a touchdown against the Lions, that forty something yard. Or sorry, um, game before that. Uh, that 40-something yards is not going to get it done. And then when yeah. you when you see him turn around and all of a sudden it's like every game he's had a bad game, he's bounced back. And this was a huge bounce back versus the Lions, 223 yards. So now I think 100 and some odd yards per game going forward to get to 2,000. 125. He's 500, huh? Is it 125? 125 per game. Yeah. yeah. He's 500 yards away from 2,000. He's 400 and some odd number away from just breaking Calvin Johnson's record, which is 1964. Can he get 1965? Can he get 465 yards? I think so. I think he can get 465 yards in four games. It's about 110, 120 yards a game. I think he can get it. He might have another 200-yarder in there versus the Packers and the Bears. Who knows? Hopefully, Kevin O'Connell is a guy realizing we're in the playoffs. We can't get the number one seed. Let's get Justin Jefferson this 2,000 yards now with those last two games left in the season. And maybe everybody else is on board for it. 
But I know coaches don't want to do that because then you don't want to say, well, we're not out here for records. We're out here to win the playoffs. We don't want to overthink this and get Justin Jefferson hurt trying to get him 2,000. There's so much into this. But if he does it, no other receiver's ever done it. Does he win MVP? I have an opinion, but I'm going to go to Sam first. Sam, what do you think? Does he win it? I do not. And I hate, mm. I hate that. Like, I, I hate that wide receivers just don't have a chance. I've got the odds right here. Bet online. Justin Jefferson, after a record-setting performance, is 100-1 to 1 to win the MVP. Wow. Long shot. Jalen Hurts is 5-8, to eight, so a better-than-1-to-one uh, chance that he is your MVP. Patrick Mahomes is not far behind. Then Burrow, then Allen, and then Jefferson. He's tied with Tyreek Hill. They're both 100-to-1. Um, I think you would need to have a handful of 200-yard games to have a chance. I think 2,000 2, yards is a prerequisite. Like, you, you would need to do it. So if he does run, I think he'll get votes. He might come in third. He might be one of the highest, like, voted wide receivers in the MVP vote, but I don't think he wins it. I just think that this league is so predicated on quarterback play, um, and it's too bad because this was kind of a good year for it because the quarterbacks mm -hmm. were down across the league, um, and Justin Jefferson's quarterback, Kirk Cousins, Kirk's been getting in the ball, but Kirk's stats are not necessarily that of an MVP, so it's not like Kirk was going to vulture it from him. Um, right. I think the conditions were right for Justin to maybe win it this year. I just don't think he's going to be able to close that gap on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been too good. The Eagles are too good. Um, and the Chiefs, you could say the same as well. So I think it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, Ron. Uh, but I'm rooting for 2,000 yards. And I think if he can make up that, that deficit right now at home in the Colts and Giants games and then leave himself with maybe a couple hundred yards total in the last two, I think he might have a good mm. chance. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I, I think he uh, – this is where I go too, though. If Justin Jefferson goes for 2,000 yards, how many MVP votes does Kirk Cousins get? Like, that's 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 the other conundrum I have, I guess. Like, why is this yeah. all Justin Jefferson or bust? And why isn't Kirk Cousins even getting, like, fifth-place votes? You know, like, wh why is Kirk Cousins not even in consideration uh, when Tua at one point was – with Tyreek Hill. We know Mike McDaniels is, is out there. But what is Kevin O'Connell not doing that Mike McDaniels is doing? Nothing. Besides, like, some of the quirky conversations that keep coming up with Mike McDaniels. Like, oh, yeah, like, did you see that? You're, you're an Iowa fan. Like, drop a Hawkeye. You know, like, he's doing all that cool stuff that, that everybody's like, oh, man, Mike McDaniels mic'd up is the best thing ever. I didn't know I, didn't know I needed it until I needed it. Like, He's just a young coach just talking. Like, it's not anything – he's not saying anything, like, special. Like, hey, you see that thing you did when you didn't let the first guy tackle you? Like, good job, you know, and as a joke. And they're like, oh, break a tackle? Yeah, do that. It's, it's basic stuff. That's why I think even for Kevin O'Connell, like like George Foster, uh, we, we had a chance to chat, and he brought that up too, that the Vikings are pretenders. You see it online now. Everybody's talking about the Vikings are pretenders. They're not contenders. They're pretenders. And I think that's going to hurt Justin Jefferson as well. Uh, it's going to hurt Kirk Cousins. People don't buy into what the Vikings are doing at 10-3. and three. They're 10-3, and three, though. You can't deny they won 10 games. 10. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They won 10 games. 
And so when you think about that, a 10-game stretch, think about Justin Jefferson, probably 2,000 yards, maybe, 125. And there's teams that know they have to stop him, but I don't think the two, the four teams left have that ability. Like the Packers, we know Jay Alexander wants to, wants to get him. Uh, the Bears, I just don't see it. Giants, I don't see it. Um, I think their toughest test is going to be the coach just because of the way uh, they like to, to move around a little bit. Uh, and the way Jeff Saturday knows how to confuse an offensive lineman, he played lies. So he's like, hey, if you do this, do this, and do this, this is what we're thinking. Um, so it's a little bit of inside help. That's the reason why he was an exec on that staff, uh, to kind of help out the offense and just be a voice for the head coach too. Um, but I just I, – I, I, to answer the question, I'm with you, Sam. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you a lot. Well, I do, as long as it's not Kirk Cousins. Um but I don't, I don't see him winning it either. I don't, I don't see it because of what this, like you talk about Pat Mahomes and that throw to, to, uh, to, to Jared McKinnon, the ridiculous, like no look background playground toss. And, uh, you know, when you just have a playground backyard toss and it goes for six, stuff like that gets played over and over and over again. His improvisation, his improvisation. Sorry, that's how you say the word. Um, mm -hmm. That's where people are going to say Kirk Cousins doesn't have that intangible to imp improvise. He just goes down or he, you know, he has to be this. And he, when he's running, rolling out, it has, you have to know that, yeah, he is that guy. But Justin Jefferson still might have 2,000 yards. And if he doesn't get MVP and he gets 2,000 yards, it's a travesty. It's erroneous on all accounts. Uh, and they need to rethink the award. Like just say quarterback, best quarterback in the NFL award of the year. Because that's pretty much what it's been over the last, you know, whatever, since it's been out. 18 guys since the league has started that did not play quarterback one to won the MVP. And, and there was a kicker, a kicker in 1972, won NFL MVP. Like, what are we doing? A kicker in 1972, if I think if I'm right, I think it was 72, 76, something like that. Or 86, I don't know. It was 76, 82, 72, or 86. There's a six or a two in it, and there's a seven or an eight. One of those years, guy's name is Mark Mosley for the – uh, Washington Commanders won the soup, won the NFL MVP. Like a kicker won NFL MVP. Like, what are we doing? Like, how do you vote I've for got a, a kicker? I've got a mind blowing stat for you, Ron. So, yeah. prior to last week, so this is before Jefferson went off against the Lions, mm -hmm. before Brady fell apart against the 49ers. Brady had the same odds as Jefferson going into last week. Brady. Who has been awful I said that. this I said year? That. Uh, like that—that that alone shows how prejudiced it is against wide receivers. If Brady was on the same level as Justin Jefferson last week, but Brady was ahead of Kirk Cousins, right? Or Kirk no? wasn't even on the board. Like exactly. I don't—I don't even think Kirk was. Yeah, that's crazy. I said this over and over again. If Tom Brady put on number eight and wore purple, he would be the lead vote getter right now for NFL MVP with the season that Justin Jefferson's having and the 10 and three Minnesota Vikings led by Minnesota's own Tom Brady probably was in Minnesota for a day after he was born. And then they whisked him away to wherever he lived in Michigan. But when you think about that with Tom Brady, he's on the board and he's not doing much. Kirk cousins isn't even on the board. Like he's not even on people's radar to get MVP. If he wins the super bowl, he won't get MVP. It'll go to Justin Jefferson or somebody. It, it might even go to like Garrett Bradbury because they're going to say, man, Kirk Cousins stood upright the entire game. First ever Super Bowl MVP is the center. Garrett Bradbury, you're going to Disney World. Tell us what you think. And he, you know, and like most offensive linemen, I don't know, chicken. Oh, Disney World. I'm going to Disney World. Like, what are we doing? 
what are we like? Why why are we so biased? Why is it the fact that Justin Jefferson at 2,000 yards is not one of the lead vote getters right now? I get it. And that's why I asked Hobie that question. Is it watered down a little bit because Tyreek Hill might get 2,000 yards? 17 games. Of course he can get 2,000 yards. I got two, you know, I didn't get, I got 1964 and 16 games, Calvin Johnson can say. True. Is it a yards per game record? You know, like what it was. Hey, it is what it is. Justin Jefferson probably won't win MVP. We get it. But it's time to hang out with Ron Johnson. We got George Foster coming up. Former Georgia Bulldog, former Detroit Lion. He's going to tell you some stuff that he thinks about Kirk Cousins coming up. But before we get into that, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube, where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every game, and the Vikings press conference is delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos, leave your comments in the, or sorry, leave your thoughts in the comment section below. And we have a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net. It's the number one source for sports betting lines, trends, news, and analysis. And we're tracking the Vikings line all week long. The Vikings are favored by four on Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts over under 48 and a half. You can get that line and all the NFL lines and all the college football, NBA, UFC, golf, whatever sport you can imagine lines at BetOnline.net. They've also got great sports podcasts. Check it out today on your laptop, desktop, mobile device, whatever you have. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. And now it's time to hang with Ron Johnson. And hang with Ron Johnson's segment, I got George Foster. Uh, for those who don't know, played for the Georgia Bulldogs. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to get him on. But there's another reason. Uh, he's a friend of Spice Adams. You'll find out a little bit more about that story as we bring George Foster in, played for the Detroit Lions. That's another reason. And I'm going to start out there with the tweet, man. Uh, I tweeted about the uh, Lions fans, Evan Fox over at uh, the Pat McAfee show. I, I was on the Pat McAfee show. He's a big Lions fan. Uh, they love to rag on the Lions, but I'm from Detroit, born and raised, always love my Lions. But it's been, a, it's been a tortured fan base, and you tweeted, well, it's not as bad as being a Vikings fan, man. Where, where, where's the vitriol <laughs> uh, for the Vikings fan base versus the Lions fan base coming from, man? Hey, man. It's, first of all, it's the same <laughs> conference, same division. Uh, and then I just hate the Vikings, man. I hate them. I played for the Lions. You know, for a couple of years, and uh, I hate the Vikings. It's natural, and I and and I feel like they're pretenders. I, I don't like pretenders, and I feel like they've been pretending for the last however long they've had Kirk. <laughs> oh, Just wow. okay, so this Kirk Cousins. <laughs> look, Kirk Cousins. Hey, so you look at two quarterbacks. You got you got the the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, and you got Jared Goff with the Lions. Uh, when you think about the biggest changes in the two quarterbacks, has been system. Jared Goff has been with the Rams, had a good system there, came over to uh, the Lions, had to learn a little bit, but seems like they're getting on track now. But if you had to pick between the two quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff, who are you picking uh, to lead you to a Super Bowl? Because there is a chance, 21% chance now the, the Lions make the Super Bowl. I didn't know that was the percentage, but hey, <laughs> that sounds pretty good, considering all, all things considered. But uh, as far as the quarterback goes, um, I think they're very similar. You know, and I never, I never thought about that. I never thought about comparing the two until you just brought this up. Uh, they're similar quarterbacks. I, I don't think they're, you know, you know, transcendent quarterbacks or, you know, elite by any stretch. Um, they play up to uh, situations and what's surrounding them on the team, offensively, offensively and defensively. Um, and so it just depends on what's around them. You know. Uh, the Vikings have the makings of 
a really a pretty good team, a team that could, you know, possibly beat anybody, you know, any given yep. day. Being that they have, they have nice skill positions, you know, all around. Uh, you know, they when they want to play some defense, they can. Uh, depends on who's healthy, you know. Um, so, and the and the same thing goes with Detroit. Detroit is in a, a different situation. They're building, you know. Um, Kirk's had a little a little longer in his system uh, than than Jared has, um, and we've seen, you know, the progression with the Lions now and then with their defense. And so uh, as they build, I think, you know, they're going to have a shot, too, to be really competitive. Um, so I, I can't really make that call, you know what I mean? Okay. I have a little bit more sample size with Kirk, you know, when I was scouting. You know, he was when, when he was with Washington, and um, I had to know a good deal about him since they were one of my teams. You know, so I kind of have a better feel for him. Uh, Jerry came around since I've been out of scouting, uh, uh, but they seem very similar. And uh, talking about scouting, you know, so so clearly it sounds like you hate the Vikings, but but you got Kirk Cousins, so you really like him, so you <laughs> you can't pick him, and you got Jared Goff and your Lions that drafted you, but. Uh, looking at the Lions-Vikings game, Pene Sewell had a big moment in the game, played, uh, he came in as a, 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 a tackle that was eligible, went in motion, caught a ball in the flat for a big first down and kind of sealed the game. Uh, with you at offensive lineman, uh, do you think you would have been able to go in motion like that and catch a ball in the flat and turn it upfield and get the first down? All right. First, we're going to backtrack a little bit. It was the, it was the, it was the Broncos that drafted me. I was traded. Oh, the Broncos drafted you, Lions. Yeah, okay. All yeah, right. yeah. I was, I was traded. I was traded to the Lions. Uh, but hey, man, that Pene Sewell uh, play, man, that brought uh, <laughs> a, a big happy smile to my face, man. Like y'all gonna, y'all gonna start understanding that linebacker <laughs> athletes on the field. You know what I mean? It takes a lot to do what linemen have to do. You know what I mean? We're playing against guys that literally nowadays run four four. Four or five. You got Michael Parsons screaming off the edge at a four three, and you have to get yeah. and, and he don't get a sack every play. That means somebody's blocking him. You know what I mean? Right. We have a lot to do, but take it back to what Penay was able to do. Um, man, would I have been able to do it? Uh, probably so. Probably so, <laughs> man. Don't 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 sleep on. You know, I would have had to tap back in to some to my high school days where I, where I played uh, I played tight end, but um. You know, I, I probably would have got it out. You know, probably in my younger days, though. <laughs> man, that was that was great, man. That was great. He looked smooth. You know what I mean? It was, it was a good play man. call. I mean, I thought I thought I thought he could have stayed up, but he just he didn't want to mess up. You know, what I mean? he didn't want to. He didn't. He didn't want to. He wanted to try to stiff arm and then fumble or not get the first down. He saw he saw the marker and he went for it. And I can I can applaud that. You know what I mean? Next time he gets it, I want to see a little razzle dazzle. Yeah, because, I mean, when I went on the Pat McAfee show, that's all they talked about was the same old Lions. That was their deal. Every time they talk about the Lions, they do like a whole chant, the same old Lions. And and honestly, in that moment, fourth and, fourth and short, same old Lions would have either been a bad pass, drop pass, like you said, linemen trying to do too much, fumble, scoop and score by the Vikings. Uh, there's a lot the old Lions used to do, and these Lions aren't making those mistakes. But with Dan Campbell, uh, when you look at everything he's putting out there uh, from a kneecap standpoint, all the other stuff, but do you think that is sustainable uh, with, with some of the verbiage he uses and the way he coaches with that team? Yeah, as long as the mindset of the team, you know, matches it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah.
can't talk all that and have a soft team. And you know what I mean? And they look like they're, they look, they look, they're playing how their coaches, you know, present themselves. And, and I believe that's important. I, I feel like a team takes on the makeup of the leader, you know, so I believe that once he, he, he does his thing, he comes across as he is and they follow suit. You know what I mean? And if you can win games doing that, um, if you have a tough nose, grinded out team nowadays, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the antithesis of what's going on in, in the world of football right now. And it actually works. You know what I mean? You look at a team like, you know, uh, it, my Georgia Bulldogs, for example. You know, we yeah. throw it around a little bit, but we will line up and grind that thing out. Most teams not built to defend that, though. You know what I mean? Right. If you got the next linebackers, you know, so they can cover these, you know, deadly tight ends. But what what happens when you got your finesse linebackers in there and the team wants to, you know, uh, bring everybody in and come downhill? You can't defend it. You know what I mean? So if if the Lions want to have that mentality and also play, you know, with the same mentality, um, you know, they can be they can be successful. They just need a few more parts. And I'm interested in see and seeing how this Lions team progresses. And I hope Dan gets the time to do it because, you know, otherwise you're starting over. Right. I mean, and nobody right. wants to start over. You know what I mean? Uh, just give it some time. Well, we talk about uh, you just brought up your Georgia Bulldogs. So we got to talk about it. Uh, another year of uh, dominance, uh, college football playoff coming up. Uh, I saw some tweets from you or other people as well. But are you is that where you stand right now? Or do you think the Georgia's? clear cut the best team in the country in Michigan because most likely it'll be Michigan has no chance of beating them in the championship. Uh this year I think George is the best team in the country. Um uh they were last year and I don't think they I don't you know I think it, it was debatable you could have threw um uh Bama in there last year. Um but I think this year I think they I think they stand alone uh this year because um it's the way they choke teams out on defense. Um, I can't see a team scoring enough to beat them. And Georgia has, you know, they've, they've toned it down a little bit at the end of the season just to, you know, get out of games and, you know, move on to the next one. But they, you know, for the majority of the season, Georgia had a top three or four offense as well. Right. So you got a top three or four offense. You got a top two defense all year. Like, it's hard to beat. And football and college football is not that it's not that difficult to understand like who's gonna win. You 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 throw all these you know unless you're Texas A&M I don't know what they doing with their five stars, but you throw you throw you throw all these five stars out on the field with good coaching, they're gonna win the majority of their games, and that's just right. where Georgia sits right now until they don't. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And until until that roster starts going down, you're gonna win those games because that's that's college football in a nutshell. The people, the teams with the players, they're gonna win most of the game. It's kind of unfair, but you right. know we still watch it, and you know we want to see it. You know what I mean? But it's not gonna change. You know, you have a TCU, you have a Cincinnati. Every every year they might pop up. You know what I mean? But for right. by and large, the teams with the best players. Are going to win most of the games if their coach 
even decently. And last one before we jump into the Daily Three, or who knows what we're going to do. This is, you know, we just do whatever we want on the Ron Johnson Show. But when you look at, you, you brought that up about five-star recruits. Uh, you look at NILs right now. Do you think Deion Sanders, and everybody has their opinion about leaving Jackson State. We won't even get into that yet. Uh, but when you when you look at Deion Sanders now, the way he's getting kids out this portal, uh, the way Alabama, you know, his nephew's at Alabama, he's somebody he'll transfer to Colorado to play for his uncle. Um, do you think Deion Sanders can turn this around in one or two years in the Power Five conferences uh, by just being a big name and being able to recruit and get, you know, get players over because of who he is and not just the money? One or two years is going to be tough. Um, he's probably doing better now or seemingly doing better now than people would have thought. You know what I mean? I, You know, honestly, I didn't think kids that weren't thinking about going to play in Boulder, Colorado, before all of a sudden we want to go all the way across the country to play in Boulder, Colorado, because let's be real, like them dogs come from down south. You know what I mean? That's, that's just how it is. You know, nowadays you have a few spots here in the Midwest, you know, your Michigan, your Ohio, but them, them dogs, they come from the south. And, and you need them to win, you know, championships. It's been proven in the last 20 years. Um, to make to have make those kids kind of come out west, you know he's getting a few. I thought it would be harder, um, but where it's gonna really be different and where it's gonna be tough to get is to be really competitive. You got to be solid in the trenches, and we got to see how he does recruiting in the trenches. The linemen gonna right. make the difference, you know. It that that's where you know people you know people want to you know. You know, the SEC gets a lot of it gets a lot of fanfare. It gets a lot of attention, and but the fact of the matter is, the SEC where the SEC is separated from everyone else is in the trenches. Everybody got skilled players. Everybody, you know what I mean. They, you know, I don't I don't want to say that dime a dozen, but next time you know you walk in Walmart and see how many people that look like, uh, you know, George Foster, for instance, you might not see any. You know what I mean? You know, just that body type, you know, then you got to worry about, you know, how are they from the neck up? You know, right. linemen are hard to find and you got to, you know, in college, you know, you know, in, in, in pros, you're looking for about, you know, eight to 10. In college, you want, you want your room for, you got to, you've got, you got to fill out 90, 90 man rosters. You know what I mean? You want a room full of, you know, linemen that can play football on both sides of the ball. And that's where it's going to be, I think, is going to be difficult for him to build quickly. You know what I mean? If he can if he can come up, if he can build gradually and they give him the time to build the trenches, mm -hmm. that's where he'll win. Because you can you can do you can do things with some marginal skill players. Um, when you get in those trenches and you start facing those teams that are tough in the trenches, that's where you're going to lose. So we'll see. You know what I mean? I hope he does well. I just, you know, it's going to be tough in the trenches for him to get what he needs to be really competitive. Well, you know, we, we normally do the Daily Three here, but before we jump in that, we, we do have a, it's going to be a special edition of the Daily Three in honor of George Foster. I'll tell you what the honor is. 
before we do that, people, make sure you remember, subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota when you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast and find our videos on Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. Like, comment, share, and let us know what you think. Well, this is a part of the show that I, that I love. It's normally the Daily Three, but it's Daily Three guys. Two big guys and a little guy. Bringing my guy in, <laughs> special guest Spice Adams. Um, why? Why did? Why do you always pop up where I'm at, man? Online, <laughs> you know. Why do y'all you can't do that get rid to of me? me, George? And you and better so not I had get to, rid of me, dog. You better. I had to bring. You better not. What you, you got? Better not. <laughs> I had to bring <laughs> Spice on because there was a special day. I saw Spice. It popped up on the calendar. Uh, Delroy Preston Day is coming up. Um, every every year, Spice Adams finds a way to uh, honor Delroy Preston. Oh. Delroy Preston is a character Spice created in honor of George Foster back when he was a scout. Looks like with the Rams. Uh, yeah. The Walker suit. The Walker suit was uh, super it. legit. I put mine on and sent a picture to Spice one day. Mine was way too big compared to what I am now. Uh, and probably was too big then, but, you know, that was 2002 NFL rookie from Detroit. The, the, the point was big baggy suit. George, yours doesn't look that baggy, but Spice has given you absolute hell every day. Like, I would not have known who George Foster was if it wasn't for Delroy Day. Um, I had to, uh, like, I started seeing you and Spice interact. I started seeing you pop up, start following you on, on Twitter. You follow me back. There it is on the calendar. <laughs> Spice has the calendar ready. November 15th, we missed Delroy Day. We got to get Delroy on the show every year, November 15th, just to make sure. Uh, Spice has problems, man. Spice guy. is an absolute idiot. I'm glad I didn't have social media with Spice growing up in high school because I would have had to drop He's out. A and thorn. And He's a thorn in my side. But Delroy, explain, explain, explain the outfit, man. What what was going on, and why 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 Spice give you so much heck for the listen, outfit, man? Listen, 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 man. <laughs> I guess, hey, man. I guess the Walker suits have went out, but I ain't get the memo, you know. So, <laughs> hey, I threw that joint on, man. I had to go to, I had to, I had to wear something, you know, for game day, and and I just put it on, man. Hey, let cut me some slack. You know, so I would I would have rather had on a, a a sweatsuit or something, but hey, I had to be all professional and whatnot. We've all been there, oh, man. Because like Lawrence Green, I like to call they, her, and they, and they clown me. The slack was cut. <laughs> Spice though, man. Like Lawrence Greenden, it's Screeden, but I like to call her Screeden. It's it's the name for her. I like. Uh, and that way too, like if Lauren, if somebody ever yells out Lawrence Screeden, then she knows it's me. She knows it's not some random fan. Uh, Cause the fans know her name. I don't. It's screened in in my mind. I feel like there's an end <laughs> missing in her name. Uh, but but Spice's co-host came on my show, Lawrence Screeden, and she talked about my shoes. that Spice talked about when I was in high school and I couldn't wear them no more. <laughs> Spice, why are you a jerk? Like why why are you picking on George's outfit? And a man got thought he was she was showing up to the game clean, man. It looked like he was in Atlanta with the Rams. Like, come on, Spice, what's the deal? Right, right. Rest rest in peace to your granddaddy. I know he bought you them shoes, but those shoes were awful. You know that you know them shoes was whack. 
<laughs> they was probably what polo kind of or something, though, man. Hey, hey, I'm gonna have to see the. I'm gonna have to see these shoes. No, they wasn't I'm gonna have to see these bobo, these bobos. I'm gonna have to see what they talking about. Man, Look, hey George, they was some. They were some polo boots. I think my granddad. Those are the shoes. All you gotta do is put two footballs next to your feet. Those was the shoes. <laughs> my granddad was like, "Look, you're a football player. You you gonna love these shoes, man? They might have been some Spaldings. They was they were they was, the leather. leather was a little questionable. It was a little questionable leather there. Uh, yeah, hey, spice. Boss, I literally went home down the hallway. The everybody was trying to scoop and score. <laughs> <laughs> Only only hey, reason man. they did that is because this, this idiot got down in three-point stands at my feet and yelled, hike, and then tried <laughs> to take my shoes off. Man, and then like, he like what? And like, your shoes? Dog, he threw them down the hallway. You know he a fool. He threw, he threw one of my shoes down the hallway and then slid on the floor and like recovered it like a fumble and spiked him. But there's a thing. But then I, I got him in trouble, though, because I told his mama because his, his, his school sweater was dirty. And she was trying to figure out what happened. I'm like, look, mama, like, mama Spice, he threw the, he slid on the floor in his school clothes. So he got a little, he got in trouble, you know, but my, his mom can't really get him in trouble. It's just the, like, she looked at him like, are you serious right now? And then she goes about her day because she can't do nothing. He was a 320-pound high school kid. Like, what you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. She needs to do something because he grew up to be a menace. <laughs> well, we got, we got Sam Ekstrom. <laughs> We're going to do a quick little daily three with three guys. The three guys, we got Spice, we got George Foster, we got Ron Johnson. Bring my producer in, Sam Ekstrom. Sam, what's on, what's on the agenda? We got one minute each to kind of throw it out there, mm-hmm. but what you got? Yeah, this is an easy one. We've got Ron, who covers the Vikings. We've got Spice, the Bears apologist. We've got George Foster, the, the former Lion. So I want you all to make a one-minute argument why your NFC North team will be the champion in 2023 of the NFC North. So we'll start with Ron. We'll let him make the Vikings case. Then we'll go to George, and then we'll go to Spice. So next year for the NFC, so the, the way I look at this next year for the NFC, uh, I got to go with the Vikings. I think the Packers, we can all agree the Packers are down. Aaron Rodgers may come back, but I don't know if they have uh, the right mindset right now. Everybody's questioning if Aaron's coming back. Uh, I think the Bears have to figure out Justin Fields, but clearly this is the best running attack in the NFL, so maybe they can build on it and do the Jalen Hurts thing. Uh, for the Lions, I just think they're going to be the Lions. Like, for some reason, being in Detroit, like, the Lions always find a way to do what the Lions do, and that's break the hearts of Detroit fans, and they got to go to Motor City Casino and spend all their money because uh, they got to make it back from betting on the Lions. Um, and so I, I, I do think right now with, with the Vikings, even if they do have to get rid of Dalvin Cook for salary, I think Kirk Cousins with another year, Kevin O'Connell year two, Justin Jefferson, the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, they're going to have to get a, a lineman in that draft. You got John Michael Schmidt, Gophers center, who is the number one center in college football, who could be the first round pick to the Vikings. I think the Vikings can get it done. All right, George. You just said a whole bunch of nothing, Ron. <laughs> let me kick, let me kick, let me kick it to you. Let me ask you a question. Have any of you ever seen a man score a touchdown with no kneecaps? <laughs> Dan Campbell and company, we they chewing off kneecaps, brother. They chewing off kneecaps. You can't go nowhere without your kneecaps. The Lions will win the NFC North next year. Uh Aaron Rodgers, he's slow. You got the you got the Bears. They gone bear. 
trust me, they gonna bear it. <laughs> have the have spice online doing his little four cornered, you know, uh, disappointment thing on on Instagram, and the Lions just gonna run away with it. You know what I'm saying? They got, you know, they got the big fella catching first downs and whatnot. You got that. You got that doggone go blue fella getting sacks and whatnot. They toting the tater all around the ball. St. Brown, how you going to go against a good man with a name like St. Brown? You know what I mean? Go Lions. <laughs> Spice. Well, since the Bears have the number one rushing attack, <laughs> and Justin Fields has got a rapport with all of his wide receivers, and we got some great free agent acquisitions in line over the summer they really got a relationship with each other and so now the number one rushing attack becomes the top five air attack as well and then the defense we lose roquan smith we lose robert quinn and a lot of other guys stepped up now we got jack sanborn at linebacker who is a a local Lake Zurich guy. Now he becomes the hero. And now everybody steps up. Brisker. All the the, the DBs, they, they string together to create a great defense along with the great offense. The Chicago Bears, the kings of the NFC North 2023. Here we come, baby. What? The Lions, the SOL. Same old Lions, the Vikings. Y'all blow y'all horn for nothing. Ain't nobody scared of the munch. Nobody's scared of the munchkins of the midway. Did you see that bear on that moose? Did you see that bear at the wedding? Did y'all see that video of that bear and that moose? He was on a no. He went on a lion. I'm gonna send it to y'all. It wasn't on a oh, lion. Oh man. I never realized SOL also could be for same old lions. I I just it just I, yeah, I, I, think, I, didn't realize. That, I thought it meant I, something else. <laughs> it, 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 it do though. That's a, <laughs> I was today years old when I realized I know, SOL I was same old lions. I don't know why y'all fronting both of y'all lions fans. Same old bears. Deep inside. Both of y'all got Barry Sanders posters at y'all parents' house <laughs> right now. So I don't know why y'all front. George. Ah, oh, Sam. I just mm. heard that. Sam, that's a good mm. one, Spice. SOB. Same old Bears. No. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring. Doesn't have the same ring. Yeah. SOB sob, crying when the Bears <laughs> bear. It's got a lot of meaning. Oh, man. Hey, hey, well, I want to thank George, you guys. I know, uh, a guy. <laughs> I know, I know a guy who gets you good with the with the Beijing, so you can get that ball to take. <laughs> <laughs> he said that thing's smooth, baby. Uh, Spice is a hater. He's always gonna be a hater. He's the number one hater for Kirk Cousins. Uh, we know that. I want to thank you guys for joining me today on the Rod Johnson Show. I want to thank George Foster. I want to thank the special guest, Spice Adams, for coming in and introducing the world, the Rod Johnson audience, to Delroy Day. So, people, please go to Instagram and Twitter and just start Googling Delroy Preston. Delroy Day. It's the Listen. only thing out there with Delroy Preston and Delroy Listen. Day. Uh, November 15th. I sent somebody that hashtag, and they call me crying. 
crying. If you look at the Delroy Preston hashtag, that's going to make your day. Spice is an idiot. <laughs> Spice is an absolute jerk. We all know that. He's been a jerk. <laughs> he gets paid to be a jerk now. Uh, but right. I want to thank you guys for joining me on the Rod Johnson Show. Uh, we'll be back next week, Coach Week. Coach, Vikings, we don't know what's going to happen, but we know we're going to have Cato June. We know we're going to have some great guests from the Colts as well. Uh, and then you got the Giants. We're going to have some Giants guests in there. Uh, it should be a fun week next week. Christmas is coming up. So if I don't talk to a lot of you, Merry Christmas. Have a great one. And also remember, people, Check out our Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast on YouTube following every Twins, Vikings, Wild, or Wolves game. Our Locked On team hosts are broadcasting live with team insiders. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube. Thank you, and have a great day.